Welcome back to Torah Imecha Nachyomi with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Mrs. Michal Horowitz. Today we will continue our study of Sefer Tehillim, Kapitol Yod Tes. We are up to chapter 19 in Sefer Tehillim. This Kapitol is about the creation, about God in nature, about the grandeur of God in nature. It is about the grandeur and majesty of Torah. And finally, it is about man. So three amazing creations by the Rebbe Olam, the natural world around us, the Torah HaKadosha, our holy Torah, which we at the OU Women's Initiative spend so much time studying together, Baruch Hashem, and man, the person who lives in creation and nature and who studies God's Torah. David To the conductor, a song to David. And now right away, the psalmist begins by discussing the grandeur of the heavens. Hashemayim misaprim kivod kel, it's a very, very beautiful capital. Hashemayim misaprim kivod kel, magid the heavens tell the honor, the glory of God. And the work of his hands are told by the firmament. So when a person, you know, looks up to the sky, unfortunately, we see the heavens with too much light pollution. But over Thanksgiving weekend, actually, we are, drove up to Canada to visit family and we were on some country roads and it was really dark, like pitch black dark. And we were in the car, but even just looking out the windows and seeing the grandeur of heaven, it was just incredible. And I was saying, I was saying, so my husband said to me, Micha, stop saying psukim. But when you see the, uh, it was cute, we were smiling. But when you see the uh, grandeur of the heavens, you can't help, but your breath is taken away by the grandeur of the Rebullah Sha'olam and his creations. The heavens and all that it is in it tells the glory of God. And the work of his hand, the firmament tells, day to day gives utterance, night to night renders understanding. What does this mean? Every day expresses God's glory. Every night elicits new understanding. During the hours of daylight and heightened activity, the so-called speech of the heavens is more intense. Daylight hours are inherently active, and it is this activity that, quote, speaks of the glory of God. So day is a time of activity for people and for nature, so to speak. So during the day, day to day gives utterance. However, night to night renders understanding. The night, on the other hand, is quieter, allowing for introspection and understanding. The peace and tranquility of night also speak of the glory of God, as it were, but expresses a broader and possibly deeper understanding. Ein omer ve'ein dvarim. There is no talk. There is no words. Belinishma kolam. Their voice is not heard. So this means that the voices of the heavens and the earth, the voices of the firmament and the heavenly bodies don't actually talk, but their existence, so to speak, makes them heard and makes God's God's awareness in this world so obvious. Their influence of the heavenly body encompasses the earth. Their words reach to the end of the world. That doesn't mean that the heavens are speaking by the actions of as if they're speaking, reach the ends of the world. Furthermore, it is as if the sun is placed in a tent. La Shemesh to the sun, some Ohelbam. He placed him as if in a tent. So the heavens are sort of like a tent to God's sun. And now what does the Pasuk say about the sun? The sun is like a bridegroom going up from his wedding canopy. Yasis Kigibur Larutz Orach. Rejoicing like a warrior running its course. I heard a beautiful psha from actually my Mechotin, Rabbi Isra 
a principal Amenahel of a uh, school in Gibraltar, actually. Why is the son compared to a chassan? So he said that just like a chassan is reliable, you can depend upon a chassan. He'll take care of the needs of the kala. You can, uh, you know, expect him to get what needs to be done. Then a chassan, a husband, a bridegroom should be dependable and reliable. So too the t- son is dependable and reliable. We know that every day will rise in the east. Every day it will set in the west. It will warm the earth. It will, uh, you know, bring chlorophyll to plants, the sun is dependable. From the edges of the earth is where it comes out from. And coursing through the other edge. Oh, there's nothing that can hide from the heat of the sun. Just like the sun reaches everything on earth and nothing can hide from it. So to the Ribbono Sha'olam reaches everything on earth and nothing can hide from the sun. The sun is really just a representation of the power of God. And now, after describing in the first seven psukim the grandeur of the heavens and the skies, which reflect, of course, the grandeur of God, now the psalmist changes course and now he starts talking about the grandeur of Torah. Parak Yudtas Pasuchas, Torah Hashem Tamima, Meshivas Nefesh, Edus Hashem Ne'emanamach, Timus Pesi, perhaps one of the most beautiful psukim, even though I can't really say that, all psukim are equally beautiful, but one of the most beautiful psukim in Tanakh, Torah Hashem Tamima, the Torah of Hashem is pure, Meshivas Nefesh, it restores the soul, Edus Hashem Ne'amana, the mitzvahs, the statutes of God are faithful, Machimus Pesi, they make the simple person wise, Pekudi Hashem Yisharim, the laws of God are straight, Mesamchei Leiv, they gladden the heart, Mitzvah Hashem Bara Me'ires, how wonderful is Torah? The commandments of Torah are clear. They cause the eyes to be enlightened. He who is God-fearing is a pure person. He stands forever. The mitzvahs of God, the laws of God are truth. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Altogether righteous. How precious is Torah? Torah is more precious to us than gold and than fine gold. It is even sweeter for us than honey. And even better than the honey that drips from the fruit. And now King David talks about how all of this nature, the grandeur of God through nature and Torah affects man. And he says, also your servant Hashem is very careful of them. And we take care to guard even the light mitzvahs. We take care very much, exceedingly so, to guard even the light mitzvahs. And then, Pasuk Yud Gimel, Shigos Miavin. David HaMelech says, Hashem, who can discern errors? Ministeros Nakeni, cleanse me of any hidden faults. We can't be certain of everything that we do. We can't remember everything we do. Ask Hashem to cleanse us from any of our hidden faults. Keep your servant far away from the sinners. Let them not have dominion over me. So I'll be blameless and cleansed of great transition. The beginning of the capital speaks about nature. The middle of the capital speaks about the greatness of Torah. And finally, the end of the capital is really a plea to Hashem to enlighten us in Torah, to save us from our sin, from our wrongdoing, and from sinners. And finally, the last Pasuk is going to be familiar to all of us. The reason this Pasuk is so familiar is because every single time you end the Amida, after the brach of Sim Shalom Tov Vracha, we conclude with Baruch Hashem HaMavarech Esama Yisrael B'Shalom. And then, before Elokai Nitzor Lishoni Meira, we say, Yihiyu Liratzon Imrefi Vehegon Libilifanecha Hashem Tzuri V'Goli. Sort of the last concluding phrase of the Amida, before we uh, say the final paragraphs and take our three steps back. What does it mean? It's a plea. May the words of my mouth, Imrefi, 
Vehegyon libi, and the meditations of my of my heart should be before you, Hashem, acceptable. The ratzon and appeasement they should be acceptable before you, Hashem tsuri. Hashem is my rock, the goali, and Hashem is my redeemer. So after. The psalmist speaks about finding God in nature and in the heavens. The psalmist speaks about the majesty and the life-giving air that Torah is. And the psalmist utters his prayer that Hashem should save him from hidden faults and from enemies. And we say, may everything that I speak, may everything in the utterance of my mouth and the feelings of my heart be pleasing before you, Hashem. You are my rock and you are my redeemer. I want to talk specifically about the middle part of the capital, which is where King David here speaks about the grandeur of Torah. Torah nefesh. The Torah of God is pure, restores the soul. The testimonies of God are worthy and upright. They make the simple smart. The mitzvot are straight. They gladden the heart. The mitzvot of Hashem are clarifying and illuminating for the eyes. He who is God-fearing is pure. He stands forever. The mitzvot of Hashem are emes. So you see, and furthermore, remember, King David has said that it's even sweeter than honey and sweeter than fine honeycombs. I want to remind me very much of a piece by Rabbi Joseph B. Salvechik, the Rav. I'm quoting from the Sefer, the Rav, the world of Rabbi Joseph B. Salvechik, volume 2, Rabbi Arna Kefet Rothkoff. And he speaks about, really, a beautiful illustration of what this capital is telling us. Torah Hashem Tamima, the Torah of Hashem is pure. Meshivas Nefesh, it restores the soul. What does that mean? I will answer with a quote from the Rav Zatzal. This was delivered in an address at Yeshiva University on June 19th, 1975. Says Rabbi Salvechik, my credo regarding the Torah and the way Torah should be taught is based upon the Torah itself. I've been a Rosh Hashiva, a teacher of Talmud all my life or at least the major part of my adult life, I've taught many, many people. And when I teach, time comes to a stop for me. I do not look at the timepiece, the clock. I do not look at my wristwatch. I just teach. I don't know how to explain it. But teaching has a tremendous and very strange impact upon me. When I teach Torah, I feel the breath of eternity on my face. Even now in my old age, teaching Torah and giving shiurim relieves me of the fear of death and all the gloomy and depressing moments which elderly people go through. When I teach Torah, I feel rejuvenated. I feel as if I was 25 or 30 years old. Quote, the whole thing's a quote. If not for the study and teaching of Torah, I would have lost my sanity in the year of my triple mourning in 1967, when I lost my mother, brother, and wife. I was on the verge of a mental collapse and breakdown. Torah Hashem Tamima, Meshivas nefesh, edus Hashem ne'emana, machkimas pasi. I did not break down, I emerged victorious. That victory over despair was due to only one thing, my overwhelming dedication to Torah and teaching Torah. Hanechmadim mizav, umipazrav, Torah is finer than gold and fine gold. Umisukim midvash is even sweeter than honey. I am not trying to bag, I'm not trying to brag or to boast, says the Rav, I'm telling the truth. I was sick that year of my triple morning and the following year. But I felt that somehow because of teaching Torah, I was not alone. I had somebody. That somebody was invisible, but I felt his presence. I could confide in him. There was someone on whose shoulder I could cry. Somebody from whom I could demand words of solace and comfort. The cathartic impact on me of studying Torah is rooted in the wondrous experience I have when I open the Gemara. Somehow when I open the Gemara, whether I am alone or in the company of others, I have the impression 
Do not call it a hallucination. As if I hear, so to say, the soft footsteps of somebody invisible. He comes in, he sits down with me, overlooking my shoulder. This is a simple idea, not mystical at all. The sages say the presence of God dwells amongst those who occupy themselves with Torah. We all believe the one who gave us the Torah has never deserted the Torah. He simply walks and accompanies the Torah wherever the Torah has, a rendezvous, an appointment, or a date with somebody. The giver of Torah is there. For those who enjoy the shiurim, for those of you listening who love learning, which I assume is most of you, otherwise you wouldn't be listening, probably on our own level, we're not on the level of the Rav, but on our own level, this is something that perhaps many of us can viscerally relate to. That sometimes a person goes through challenges in life. For the Rav was a year of triple mourning, Rahmanat Sandu And yet he said he survived. He did not drown because of the Torah. One thing only, says the Rav, I would have lost my sanity in the year of my triple mourning. Such is the power of Torah. Yes, the heavens, the sun, the stars, they are powerful. Through them we can find God and see God if we but wish to. But there's something else that is more powerful. And that is Torah Sashem Tamim Meshivas Nefesh. Eidu Sashem Neamana Machkimas Pasi. No matter where we are, what situation we find ourselves in life, and life has its fair share, or maybe more than its fair share of challenges, it is the Torah that keeps us breathing, living, alive, spiritually connected, in awe of the grandeur of the Rebosh Olam. And like the psalmist ends, Yehu Liratzon Imrefi. May be an appeasement before you. The words of my mouth, the contemplations of my heart, Hashem Tsuri. God is my rock, the Goali, the Torah of Hashem, the Rabbanu Himself. That is our rock. That is our Redeemer. Thank you so much for learning with me. The Zechronishma Sonia Finkelstein, Chana Sarabas Chaim Leib, Allah Hashalam. I wish you all a wonderful day. Thank you and Kol Tov to all.